What's the story behind the story? We'll find out on Dropping In. Our guests are today's original thinkers, conversations that spark new ways of seeing what's going on. We bring it all to the table. Diverse perspectives, controversy, loving, and singular voices. Magically, stories reveal the common threads that link us. Experience the joys, the fist pumps, the detours, and the hard-won truths of those who blaze the trail so that we might do the same. And now, here's your host, Diane Dewey. Welcome to Dropping In, everyone. It's a new year when we're full of resolve. Today's amazing guest, Britt Taylor, talks about a subject that is a lightning rod for every conceivable concern we have. Strength, power, physical stamina, long life, heart health, warding off cancers, building energy, climate change, our planet, preservation of animals and their habitats, sex and our sexual capacity, endurance, and eating well. The subject, of course, is plant-based living. Her website is Kickin' Vegan. Welcome, Britt Taylor. Thank you so much, Diane. Wow, that's a great introduction, and you're so, so right. You really summed up the, the purpose of it all. Thank you. Well, I'm going to ask you to even elaborate further because your website, Kickin' Vegan, um, provides the how-to, the support, even recipes, um, and the reasons why plant-based living. And I thought maybe you'd like to get into that a bit with us and talk about the prime reasons that you think uh, plant-based living is important. I would love to. Is it okay with you if I start with like a little story, like my personal story? Sure. Great, great. So, you know, I've been doing the whole vegan slash vegetarian slash plant-based and every iteration of it since I was about 14 years old. And, um, you know, I've had, like anybody else, uh, my ups and downs with how focused and good I was with my diet. And I had years when I was great and years when, you know, I was a little, allowed myself a little bit of comfort. So, gosh, a couple of years ago, actually almost just a year and a half ago, I was working a job and I, I'm not kidding you. I was working myself to the bone. I was working 70, 80 hours a week. I never saw my kids. It was very Tell us what the job was. Tell us what your job was. I, sure. I was running a karate school and I was teaching, <laughs> you know, between four to eight classes a day and doing events and, you know, I, I was doing all of the things. <laughs> And it was a lot of fun and it was really rewarding to be working with people, but I, I never saw my kids and my health was really taking a toll in that I, you know, I, I was always on the go. So I started eating, I was still vegan, but I was eating a lot of junk food, not going to lie. <laughs> there was a, a gas station across the street where I got a lot of my meals and, um, you know, I ended up gaining 20 pounds and I was really stressed, just so stressed. And I decided I needed to let go to allow everything else in my life to fall in line. And I was scared and I didn't know what to do, but I decided, okay, I, I, I left my job and I took an entire month off and I ran to Hawaii because my dad lives there. I'm not like lifestyles, the rich and famous, but it, it's a great place for your dad to live. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I ran every day. I ate 100% plant-based and raw. Um, I had some warm meals, but I mostly ate raw while I was there. And I ran and swam and snorkeled and kayaked every single day. 
Sounds and awesome. I wrote out my whole plan. And I also meditated every morning. And, you know, I, I just I had a mantra. I was family and health, health and family, family and health, health and family. That was all that mattered to me, whatever was coming next. And I birthed this concept of kick and vegan that had been on the back burner for a hundred years with the same pile of excuses that some of us listening might have right now about why you're not living your dreams. Oh, well, I have a job or I'm raising kids or whatever it is. And I was like, well, I'm going for broke. This is what I'm going to do. I got mm-hmm. home and I was doing really well. I was running. I was, I was so healthy. And then my weight loss just stopped cold and I didn't know what was wrong. And I started feeling very fatigued and I was like, what am I doing wrong? I know I'm doing the right thing. What's going on? Maybe my adrenal system is, is repairing itself and I'm having a, well, it turns out at 47 years old, after a lifetime of infertility, that I was actually pregnant. <laughs> wow. So, I, yeah, yeah. I do have two children that I did birth um, that were 10 and 11, and now 11 and 12. But it did take five years of doctor's visits and needle pokes and fertility treatments to be able to get them. And never and this used one came like. Yeah, and this one came. This one came out of the blue. Yeah, I mean, not only was I not fertile, so we didn't worry about birth control. We because we thought, hey, what the heck? If something accidentally happened and we had another one, that would be a miracle. We just didn't think it would come eleven years later. (laughs) Yeah, this late in life. But I tell you all that background um, just to kind of paint the picture of how focusing on that plant based life really became such a focal point for me. You know, curing my own infertility, curing my adrenal system that I had seen a doctor and they said my adrenal system was completely blown out. One of the other reasons I left my job and just living at optimal health and it being able to raise a newborn vegan. He's, he's uh, eight months old now as of Christmas, mm-hmm. all while being completely plant based and just really solidifying my mission. And then I can talk about that for a minute about the whole that was like kind of the roundabout way to get to the point of why that's my purpose in life. It's, it's a super cool thing. Um, I also just think that back to the original um, arguments, you know, our power and our strength, unbeknownst to most people, including myself, many elite athletes, um, I know that you were burnt out in your um, karate, from your karate studio, um, mm-hmm. but, but in terms of, um, actual, you know, you know, many karate professionals and elite athletes who are in martial arts and self-defense, there are, mm-hmm. um, a lot of reasons that meat is not only expendable in the quest for strength, but as they, it is it's written in men's health magazine, a plant-based bi- diet is actually superior for athletes of all disciplines. And I, I wondered, you know, you, you came to it early in your life, but many athletes um, that we know and love, including Arnold Schwarzenegger as a bodybuilder, um, certainly James Wilkes, who, you know, has, has created this film, The Game Changers, which is noted on your mm-hmm. website, Kick and Vegan, um, you know, they, they have learned that um, eating meat is not conducive to building strength, to building longevity and stamina. And I wondered how that had entered into your life when you were doing karate and running the studio. Yeah. Well, that's 
a hundred percent true. Um, so when you're looking as a professional athlete, you know, they're always looking for the edge when they're competitive. And when those of them that really pursue nutrition will often discover that what happens when you're eating uh, plant proteins and plant carbs and plant fats instead of processed foods and meats and dairy is your recovery window is dramatically shortened, which means you can train more and recover more quickly. And therefore, your endurance is better. Your stamina is better. You can train more with less injury. Um, it's, it's an anti-inflammatory way of living. Meat and dairy cause great inflammation in our bodies. Um, mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, if you think about the reasons that people are in the hospital, they're all related to, you know, heart health. Uh, they're all related to obesity. It's heart health, it's stroke, it's diabetes. It's, it's all of these things that are created by the environment in our, that's created in our bodies by um, over-consuming animal products. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. It and- creates an acidity that is not optimal for our health. We are omnivores in that our bodies are capable of digesting all foods in order for survival, but that, that should not be confused with what is optimal for longevity and our most healthiest, happiest, productive way of life. So it's you touched, definitely the you know, edge if you're going to go plant-based, for sure. You touched on something that I think is critical, and that is recovery. So, you know, a lot of us are, you know, even just recovering from a sprained ankle or, you know, mm-hmm. knee replacements in my sort of age category, but, but also, you know, like any kind of strain. And I remember reading about Kristen Armstrong, who um, is a cyclist. She was on the U.S. Uh, cycling team. Uh-huh. And yep. um, when she converted to plant-based, she, you know, because she said that exact same thing, what you just said, it's about recovery. So you're doing these endurance uh-huh. tests, these, these incredible trials on your body. And then it's about recovering so that you can perform the next time. And she, when she transferred to plant-based, she became, she was telling her, her teammates, look, let's, let's keep going. Let's keep going. They'd be ready to stop and go in like remission. And she was like, no, I'm, I'm blasting in, I'm going through. And she was an Olympiad at age 39 and a half, one of the oldest Olympiads ever to win a gold medal with I her teammates. I love that. Um, so it's, it's yeah, super. Yeah, you were young selves. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's super, super exciting. Um, and you on, on Kick and Vegan, which I should mention is spelled K-I-C-K-I-N-V-E-G-A-N mm-hmm. on your kickandvegan.com blog, which I think is so fantastic. There's a very... Oh, there's a thank recent, you. There, oh, it's wonderful. There's a recent post um, for those of us that are newbies because we have all these ideas and kind of myths in our heads. So I thought, let's do some myth busting here and create some new kinds oh, of... Oh, my favorite. <laughs> ...resolutions. Your um, September 8th um, blog is, um, are vegans malnourished? Do you want to speak to us about that? (laughs) Sure, sure. Um, I do like to create a little bit of a clickbait, like, hey, these are the things we're afraid of, and and then to just write about that. To ease people's fears, because I I really feel that my role in the plant-based space is to create that bridge. So it's like, hey, it's not scary over here. Come on over. It's safe. 
it's good. <laughs> but yeah, so there are um, a lot of myths. Uh, there's the complete protein myth where people are like, well, meat is a complete protein. But I, again, just because it contains all the amino acids in one bite does not make that an optimal food. As a matter of fact, it takes an enormous amount of energy for our bodies to digest and break that meat down into its individual amino acids that are then kept in, let's say we've got reserves of each amino acid in our body. Um, pools, if you will, that we pull from to create tissue when it is needed to be created. So when you are eating vegetables and plants, it just goes right in. The amino acid, just you eat it, it goes right into your, it goes into the stores. There is no, I have all my amino acids in one bite and I'm going to use all those amino acids to create a thing. Like a lot of people are taking collagen supplements. It breaks down and it goes into the different amino acids. Eating collagen doesn't create collagen in your body. It's just an expensive way to eat food. <laughs> mm-hmm. But if you're eating, um, fruits are magical. Uh, berries, especially anything with a dark pigment is where you want to be in produce. Like if you have a choice between white grapes or red grapes, eat the red grapes. But if you hate red grapes, eat the white grapes, just eat grapes, whatever. But and that's always the darker why? pigment is going to be... Well, why are the darker pigments better? Why are they better? They're just more full of phytonutrients, and phytonutrients and antioxidants are what our fruits are loaded with, and those are, an antioxidant is exactly what it sounds like. It keeps things from rusting. It keeps you from oxidizing and decaying. Mm-hmm. So if you want the fountain of youth, just start eating fruit all day, every day. Um, a lot of people are afraid of the sugars in fruit, and there's really no need because it comes with so much hydration. It comes with your super nutrients. Th- this is high quality calorie density. Okay, these are, these, the reason that we have a craving for sweets in general is so that before we even invented processed foods, humans on the planet, if you found something sweet, it, we were meant to eat as much of it as possible because that's the best stuff to eat. So as long as we're not eating the processed sugars and, you know, I call it the white, you know, white flour, white rice, all the white things. If you're eating whole foods in their natural form, then that's going to be really beneficial to you. But those things are, you know, they, they keep our cells really young. They're very protective against decay and aging. And um, you're also really fueling your body with the the best stuff that you can to live longer, to get instant energy and to feel great. And it's also much easier on your digestion. When you're consuming meat and dairy, it's so hard to digest and break down. So it just sits in your gut and, and kind of rot. And we don't want to keep food inside our body. We want it in and out, in and out. (laughs) We really Mm -hmm. want to keep that clean passageway. And the only way to do that was fiber and fiber is only in plants. It's so interesting because um, one of the strongest men in the world, um, of course, I, I really absorbed this film, The Game Changers, which was produced, by the oh, way, yeah, by, by Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, Novak Djokovic, um, you know, James yep. Wilkes, uh, top, top athletes in their fields um, who are living plant-based. And, um, you know, I think, you know, you were just talking about, you know, the antioxidant properties, for example, of blueberries. Uh Um, And, you know, 
and all this idea of how these kinds of um, foods just aren't going to make us strong enough. That they have these myths that you know we're going to have to load up on um, calories, and um, you know we're going to have to load up on carbs. And to some extent, is that true? Well, carbs are good for you to begin with. Um, I feel that any macronutrient that gets vilified, be it protein, carbs, or fat, and they've all taken their turn, um, protein not so much, but they're, the, the items that are actually being vilified are going to be your processed items. Like fat is not good in the form of isolated fat, right? Um, animal fats, obviously, but it, because they're solid at room temperature, coconut oil, or even olive oil, which people think is heart healthy, it's a processed food stripped from its original container. So mm-hmm. all of the goodness has been taken out and you're just mainlining. Um, and that's how it is with carbs. Which, so oil is basically the white sugar of fat. So when you look at carbs, if you're taking them in as whole food, then they automatically come also with the protein and the fat and all in the perfect balance. So you don't have to measure macronutrients. You don't have to count your calories. If you're just eating plants, whole grains, beans, fruits, and vegetables, then you can let go of all of that thing. As long as you're not introducing the processed foods in, that's where things start to get thrown off balance. But eating plants has your perfect human ratio of proteins, carbs, and fats. So you, you don't really have to worry about it. And I think there's a huge, huge misrepresentation of the amount of protein that we need in our diet. Correct. And um, a lot of people are really being harmed by this protein overdose. And um, where, and there where is we're... no such thing as a protein deficiency. <laughs> it doesn't exist. Right. We're getting right. And we get these myths about plants not being full of protein when in fact they are. The um, person mm-hmm. I was thinking of, um, his name is Patrick, and he is, was one of the great, you know, lifters of all time, 1200 pounds, you know, the size yep. of a horse he could I lift. I know just who you're talking about. Yeah. And um, this kind of hairy guy, but like so cool. And, you know, of course, some someone said to him at a news conference, you know, you're as strong as an ox. How is it that you aren't eating meat? And he said, I look at the ox and they're eating grass. That's why I'm plant-based. There you go. So yeah, <laughs> it's like it's, it's something that you've mentioned actually quite frequently in your blog, which is eliminating the middleman. How do we get the nutrients without having the interference of the animal or the fish? And what does that actually mean for us? Are we capable of even doing this? We've got to take a commercial break right now. I can tell you that Arnie Schwarzenegger uh-huh. says he doesn't miss it at all talking about meat, but we're going to talk more with Britt Taylor and find out, is this doable? And if so, how so? Don't go away. We'll be right back on Dropping In. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Books Forward exemplifies excellence in book marketing and promotion, representing New York Times bestsellers, national award-winning books, and books that catch fire on social media and in the digital realm. 
Books Forward creates ambitious campaigns with unlimited possibilities for sparking buzz while creatively cutting through the noise. Your book deserves to launch with experts who have set the bar in the industry. To learn more, visit booksforward.com or send us an email at info at booksforward.com. A JKS Communications Company. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Dropping In with Diane Dewey. We'd love to hear from you if you have a question or comment about the show. Send us an email to diane at dianedewey.com. That's diane at dianedewey.com. Now, back to Dropping In. Back, everyone. We're here with Britt Taylor talking about Kick Vegan and the plant-based diet. And I would call it a lifestyle. I think you do too, Britt. And we're so happy that you came on to talk about this, how it's affect you, it affected you personally. Um, you know, during mm-hmm. the break, we were just, we were chatting. I had um, the loss of a dear friend that I learned about today and um, through a very acute case of leukemia. Leukemia is often linked with fertilizer use, DDTs, pesticides. Um, it's not necessarily proven, quote unquote, as a direct relationship, but there is thought to be, and there are plenty of scientific studies, you know, substantiating this, a relationship between chemicals and certain um, diseases. I know this has touched touched you personally, and I wondered if you'd like to share some of that with us. Yeah, um, I I don't mind at all. Thanks. And I'm, first of all, I'm very sorry to hear of your friend. That's very sad. Um, But it did so I lost my mother to leukemia and this was 11 years ago. And that's when I decided to get more serious about my plant-based lifestyle. She was a cautionary tale with her diet, um, but she was a woman full of life and spirit, but she, she ate a lot of meat and cheese. Um, she took a lot of pharmaceuticals and um, we lost her very, very quickly from diagnosis to the end was four months. And I went back to school and got my undergraduate in nutrition. Um, I had an undergraduate in theater already. And then I um, was applying to get my master's in nutrition. And I really, I didn't like what they were doing. It was the top rated public school of nutrition in the country. And um, they were not open to a plant-based agenda at all because their funding came from you know, big chicken, big meat, big dairy. And they were like, no, we're going to teach you the food chart and you're going to institutionalize it. That's the job. And I, that didn't rest with me. So I looked online and found a program that is through Cornell University, which is a plant-based nutrition certificate. And so I earned that. And um, it's just, you know, like you're saying with the pesticides and, and, you know, the meat and dairy, the entire agriculture system, it's one of the, reasons to go plant-based as well. If it's not just for your own personal nutrition, we're looking at the overall health of our environment and, you know, big farming practices because, you know, there's, there's another myth that, oh, it's plants that take up more farming. It's not the animals. It's like, well, 90% of the plants grown are fed to livestock. So Mm -hmm. our agriculture is supporting animals so that we can eat them and then be less healthy. 
And we could feed the entire world if we used all of that land to grow food instead of animals. And so it's a a real environmental concern. Sure. And we can care. Go ahead. Well, also the the amount of water. I mean, to feed to I mean, oh animals. God. They they are also you know our planet. We're we're drying up. We know that much. You know, rivers that once went to the sea no longer reach the sea, and you know the environmental crisis that we're in. Um, you know, gets played out. It's I think it's interesting that you said big pharma with a with an F because also big pharma PH <laughs> is is a big issue with this too because look let's not change the way we eat because that would upset like the whole industry of the meat industry let's take Mm -hmm. um cholesterol reducing drugs let's you know this is exactly and they are the same people they're the same (laughs) same people creating our food charts are the ones selling our medications so but don't you think People, I mean, it was, I mean, it was obviously a revelation to, um, you know, top athletes, but also what about women who were mothers? You know, I remember these food charts very clearly and my hat's off to you for going to Cornell. It's one of the best um, institutions for organic farming and for, you know, plant-based understanding. Um, Yes. what about mothers that, you know, you get the food chart, it's got the big piece of red meat, these are the proteins and the fish is there, the eggs, the cheese, milk, you know, and then over here are like the crackers that are the carbs and stuff. But always that big slab of meat. How do we disabuse ourselves yeah. from that bread? How well, do we, we do have it? a lot of work to do. Yeah, we have a so. lot of work to do, um, which I feel the biggest impact that can be made, and this is for me personally, like the biggest impact that can be made is in working on our legislation with farm subsidies, like, you know, meat and dairy farms, they, they dump so much unused pro- product that goes to waste that doesn't get sold because they're subsidized. And that's why a poor family can buy a burger for a dollar and feed their family toxic food because mm-hmm. of farming subsidies. Um, subsidies are not given to organic farms, <laughs> you know, people growing broccoli. <laughs> um, and on that water waste, you know, California water conservation is a really big concern, and they have made almonds the bad guy. And the funny thing about that is, you know, um, California provides most of the world's almonds. Now, mm-hmm. the the cattle agriculture in California uses more than 10 times the amount of water than the almonds and only provides about 2% of the world's population of meat. But yet the almonds are in the water shortage. So no one questions why it's okay to eat meat and, and grow meat and support meat and dairy. So I really, and I feel it's not the public's fault because we are taught that way. So totally brainwashed is really where we have to, what's that? It's we're, we're we're brainwashed, or as Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. said, it's all it's all marketing. It's true. It's and I think yeah. you know your your point is well taken in terms of advocacy and how we're going to have to really need to pivot um, now that it's possible, perhaps with a new administration that might be supportive. Um, and vegan farming. Let's just touch on this for a second. A family. Sure. This is a, this is cited in in. You know, I, I read your blog with great interest. A family that grows um, 
has one tenth of an acre of land. I mean, this is against the argument mm-hmm. of how we, you know, all the space that vegetables take up. One tenth of an acre right. of land. They're growing seven thousand pounds of organic food per year, supplying ninety percent of their own diet. They spend less than two dollars a day per person on other kitchen staples, and they're making over twenty thousand dollars a year selling their excess produce. So I think what we're saying wow. here is that animals are not really efficient users of the vegetables and the the wheat and you know the corn that we're growing. In fact, right. they're incredible they're incredibly abusive of these and you know I'm currently stationed um stationed I'm here in Switzerland where we have family um mm-hmm. And, and um, in Switzerland, it's a well-known fact that these beautiful crystal clear lakes d- don't drink the water because it's got the runoff from the fertilizers from all the cows. And the cows, wow. are gra- the cows are grazing in the beautiful, you know, snow-capped mountains. It all looks like the sound of music. But in the meantime, everything is gently polluted. So, you know, oh, when you're so talking... It's very sad. And I think my question to you is, if an economy, let's say, I mean, this is a big question. So, you know, none of us really have all of these answers yet, but we're going to keep working on it. If if an economy like, say, Switzerland, or any number of, you know, Midwestern states like Wisconsin, where the entire economy is basically milk and cheese, you know, like it is here, yogurts, Um, you know, if that's the case, is the big fear too that the economies are going to collapse if we go to plant-based? How does that work? You know, I really, I really firmly believe in a replacement economy. Um, For example, I went to Mexico with my husband and they used to do these deep fishing tours and the, the, or not even tours, but um, just people making their livelihood as fishermen. But the reefs are being destroyed. It's, it, fishing is a horrible ecological disaster. And so people came in, this group came and taught them, hey, you can earn a living instead with ecotourism. So my husband and I went out in the middle of the ocean and swam with whale sharks. We were instructed not to touch them. We, we got to swim with this beautiful, majestic beast. And we paid a lot of money for it and so did everybody else on the boat. And so the guy driving the boat and his crew were making a better living by teaching preservation of the ecology, not harming the environment. And, you know, that's just one example. And I I feel that these farmers that have their livelihood, they're just trying to survive. I don't want to take away their survival, but I want to switch what they're providing. Like, hey, you've been raising cows. You're a dairy farmer. Let me teach you about soybeans and how much more money you can make and how much less land you can use and how much better it'll be for the environment. You know, but there's, right. there's a lot of politics involved in that. And there's, it's, that's where I think our strength is going to be. Um, and I and think also, it's going to also come from education. People need education. to understand that meat and dairy isn't healthy for them. And that's like slow coming. And also, I think... But it's happening. You know, with- it's happening and you're giving it a big shove in the right direction. You know, I think then when you're um, voting with your pocketbook and you're going to, my husband said to me, well, where do I get this? So <laughs> where do I get all this? I said, same place as we're buying 
are, quote, regular food. It, you can, yes. it's obtainable. Um, but I love your, I love, you know, of course, I'm glad you didn't touch the shark, but, you know, also the ecotourism <laughs> idea in terms of like even just observing. And, you know, fish farms are no, you know, I think in convenience of thought, oh, well, farm fishing, this all sounds very romanticized. It's not. It's big oh, tanks it's of fish going around <laughs> in a circle. It's the most disgusting thing. And then we're back at the question of conditions that animals live in, you know, if you're in an animal-based, you know, we all know it. We've all seen the tragic, you know, gut-wrenching photographs of calves and cows and chickens yeah. and the overcrowding. And, you know, one of the other things that, um, and then and the same is true of fish. So, you know, my um, my stepdaughter, who is was uh, plant based um, up until very mm-hmm. recently, and now we're in Switzerland. <laughs> it's much harder. Anyway, so was talking about you know it's it's also um, you know the, it's it's the prevalence of where you are. She's she normally lives in Brooklyn. Yeah. Um, so there, there's no menu at any restaurant when we used to go to restaurants that didn't have vegan, you know, now there's a statistic like 16% of all restaurants in New York have vegan options. So mm-hmm. when we when we choose those, right, are we making a difference then in terms of how the markets are being driven by by what we're purchasing too. Um, she also talked about whether it's this theory that somehow animals don't experience pain. And, you know, as a result um, oh of, my goodness. of talking with you, I actually researched this and there's so many so-called scientific papers talking about how because animals don't have so-called consciousness that they're not experiencing pain. I'll, le- I'll leave it at that because the absurdity right. of Let's it. Tell that to your dog. Look your dog right in the eyes. <laughs> tell me it doesn't have any Exactly. So, exactly. But yeah. come back, and, you come, know, there's come another, back to us. Yeah, go ahead. There's another layer to that because, yeah, my compassion for animals is huge. I tend to somewhat shy away with it with my brand, not because I don't care about it, but because I'm trying to be like a friendly bridge with no judgment. However, personally, I greatly, it's horrific. Uh, I look at those videos often. Um, I educate myself on it because it keeps me sharp and keeps me on purpose. But Mm -hmm. I have a very firm belief that we are what we consume energetically. And when we, as a whole, as a as a world are consuming the flesh of a horrifically tortured animal who's known nothing but misery its entire life, then that is doing something energetically in us. And I mean, I don't mean to get all super mystical and everything on you and not everyone might believe that, but I really feel that we can make a huge difference in this world by eliminating, putting that energy into our bodies. And if we want to break it down just to science, they have done scientific studies that have shown that meat, um, animal products do create um, depression and, um, you know, suicidal thoughts and, and mental disorders. Uh, mm-hmm. They have done studies where taking animal products away have greatly benefited people that are suffering from mental disorders and depression. So I would recommend anyone that's feeling blue <laughs> to get, yeah. just take uh, animals off the menu and see how you feel. I wouldn't replace that with your, you know, whatever therapy that you need to take. I don't want, I'm not a mental health professional, but it can no, no. only help. And I'm a really big believer in that. 
You know, it's interesting because, um, you know, even in in societies or cultures where, you know, animals are killed, there's the notion that if you're going to shoot a bow and arrow and kill a deer, you've got to do it in a precise way because otherwise there's a shock that goes through the animal's system and that meat will be tainted. Um, so, you know, when you think about what, what goes on with um, animals in terms of, yeah, I mean, how how in fact they are processed into meat, um, and look at our health. I mean, if we were glowing with good health as a society, then we could say, this is all, uh, you know, this is just a bunch of bunk, but we're not. And as you say, there's more depression, there's more cardiovascular, there's much, much more um, disease. And in fact, the one thing that's really come to the fore for James Wilkes is the idea and others, um, Yoakam Phoenix, a lot of other celebrities have jumped on the bandwagon, is the idea of COVID-19. Here we are in the midst of a pandemic where we're talking about social distancing in terms of contagion. And yet look at what we do mm-hmm. with animals. Look at what we do with animals that are farmed. I mean, what are your thoughts there? Do you see the corollary? Yeah. Um, I'm reading a great book right now called How to Survive a Pandemic by Dr. Michael Greger. He wrote How Not to Diet, How Not to Die. Um, He's a real leading source. He has uh, nutritionfacts.org, which is a fun website to go to. But um, he's very science-based. All his opinions come from cold, hard facts and putting things to the test. So, um, And he studied in infectious diseases for, um, I I think it was 15 years. I don't know the the years exactly. But, um, you know, these pandemics are animal-born pandemics from those types of environments. Like what you've heard many times about the wet markets, it's because these animals are kept really in close quarters, breathing together. And as a coronavirus, which there's, there are many, uh, the common cold is a coronavirus. There are many coronaviruses, but that doesn't make them all the same. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but they are transmitted, um, you know, in those close quarters really quickly. And then once it makes that jump from, you know, animal to human, you've got these breeding grounds. And so I, I really think that that is a huge participant for the birth of these viruses. They're not a huge participant, the main reason, you know, and he traces a lineage from, you know, bats are super spreaders and then they bring them to other animals and then they bring it finally. I mean, it's a long line as it mutates throughout the different species to get right. to the humans. But why should we create these environments where these are just being allowed to breed and breed and breed and breed and evolve so rapidly? Um, so exactly. keeping meat off your plate is a great, great way to cut down on future outbreaks for sure, undoubtedly. And an animal mutation like loss of habitat, and what is one of the biggest reasons for loss of loss of habitat? I mean, you know, because we're clearing the land agriculture for farming, for and then they blame it on growing plants, <laughs> but yeah. those plants are eating the animals. So yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it's really it's really a conundrum. But you know, we've got to take a commercial break here. It's so interesting talking with you, Brett. I really feel as though your time has come. 
even though you've been participating in healthy lifestyles for a long time, mostly all your life, I'm so glad that you've now taken the moment to share it on kickinvegan.com. And when we come back, we're going to see actually the logistics of how this works for individuals. How do we incorporate some of these steps into our very own lifestyles? Don't go away. We'll be right. right back on Dropping In. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. She Writes Press is an independent publishing company founded for women writers everywhere. Together with sister company Spark Press, serving men and women, it is both mission-driven and community-oriented. The aim is to serve writers who wish to maintain greater ownership and control of their projects while getting the highest quality editorial help possible, traditional distribution, and an in-house marketing and publicity team. In 2019, She Writes Press was named Indie Publisher of the Year. You can find out more on SheWritesPress.com. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Dropping In with Diane Dewey. We'd love to hear from you if you have a question or comment about the show. Send us an email to Diane at DianeDewey.com That's Diane at DianeDewey.com Now, back to Dropping In. Welcome back, everyone. We're here with Britt Taylor, and we're talking about plant-based lifestyles. How do we incorporate it into our own lives? What's actually happening, Britt? Um, you know, we're, we're mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to sort of take the temperature because this is relatively mind-boggling and new to me. Um, you know, as Arnold Schwarzenegger himself said, uh, you know, if you, you know, if you talk to him, you know, I don't know, 30 years ago, he spent, you know, all of his lifetime being a bodybuilder and became plant-based. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, if, you know, if you say to the average guy, uh, listen, you got to cut out meat, they'd say, fuck you. That's a quote. And, um, yep. <laughs> you know, and then, and, and, but he said, you know, if we say to somebody, hey, maybe you could just chill out with the meat, like, you know, cut it back to, you know, once a week instead of, you know, obviously people are consuming it Athletes are consuming at breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And by the way, many studies showing sexual prowess diminishes, your blood is clogged, your efficacy is, is diminished. But nonetheless, my question to you is, as a knowledgeable source, do you think that there's such a thing as a hybrid diet or are we going all or nothing? You know, that's such a great and common question. And like my whole purpose, as strongly as I feel for me on the all the way there side, I really feel it's a much bigger impact if we encourage people to take baby steps, um, help them get to the next step, encourage them to say, oh, look how good you feel and do so without judgment or condemnation. Because no one's going to want to follow you if you're screaming animal murderer in their face, right? right? Because what we want to do is say, oh, I hear that you're trying to lose those last five pounds. Or, oh, I hear that you're trying to take two minutes off of your, you know, whatever. 
and whatever their goal is and be like, hey, would you like to try this? Um, it's really, I've gotten great results and it worked for so-and-so and so-and-so. And like, oh gosh, if you're, if you're having problems in the bedroom, then if you, if you eliminate the, the plant, you'll, you'll get a lot better stamina or whatever no, their the meat, issue is. The meat, to yeah, the meat. Offer the, yeah. them to try. To say, hey, why don't you, and number one, red and processed meats are a class four carcinogen. I'm sorry, class one carcinogen, um, which is, um, it has been proven to ca- cause cancer. So we want to eliminate those immediately. That's just like smoking, okay? Don't smoke. Don't eat red and processed meat. And yes, bacon counts as a processed meat. <laughs> Ham, bacon, anything. Um, and then... Once they feel comfortable there, then be like, okay, we're going to take the chicken out and the fish and any other meat product, everything else, all the other meat, okay? And then we're going to take away the dairy, okay? And that one can be really big and scary. Everyone's like, I don't want to give up my cheese. It's mental. You will live without cheese. And you Mm -hmm. want to know what? If you want to be inspired, look around at the public walking around, the obesity epidemic. What you're watching walk around are blocks of cheese. That's what people are wearing on their bodies. So that is enough to keep me off of it right there. <laughs> and just doing it a little bit at a time and being okay if you're at your great aunt's house and she makes chicken salad because she knows you're vegan and she thinks that chicken isn't meat. Right. And then if you eat that, I'm not going to judge you. You don't want to hurt her feelings. It's like, it's not the end of the world. You're not going to die. You didn't ruin everything because you had one misstep. So I, I think that if we can get a heavy meat eater to eat one vegan meal a week, that's a huge victory because that okay. is a step. And Bravo. think about if you take everyone in the world and like, oh, Meatless Mondays, that's a great movement because how many movement. people do Meatless Mondays now? You've got to multiply it by all the people that are not eating meat on one day of a week. So yep. we have to take every win. I think so. And I think you're right about um, the victories in small steps. It's much more doable, manageable, feasible, and it's more inclusive. Um, as you say, we don't want to be the boring proselytizers, you know, and you want to, yes. you want to, you want to be enjoining people. Um, what has been the response on kicking vegan? How, how, how is it going in terms of people reaching out to you and how do people reach out to you to get your tips on how to transition into plant-based lifestyle? Yeah, it's been really good. You know, I really like to keep it light, keep it fun, keep it sexy, keep it adventurous. This is, hey, we're going to do this thing. Come on over here with the cool kids and let's have a good time and, you know, wear bikinis and, you know, whatever. Just to have that image that it's a fun, exciting thing to do. It's not, uh, oh, I'm in trouble because I eat meat and I have to be good and do this. It's That's not the mentality shift we want to make. We want it to be a really positive mindset um, and have it, you know, injected with fun. And so people are often afraid to change. So there's a lot of mindset that goes into it and a lot of pet talks about, hey, you can do this. It's all about changing the definition of who you think you are. If like, what do you look like right now? You're exactly the product of your choices. So redefine who you are and make some new choices that equal that person and then just be that person right now. Like don't wait. You don't have to wait six months to be that person. You can be that person right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then you'll look like that person in six months. It's, 
you can make change immediately, but it is, it's just doing little tricks with yourself to get your mind in gear. It's not that scary, especially when you start cooking really fun things and, and discover that food is actually delicious. And yeah, there was an entire able to taste it so much better. Right. I mean, there was an entire football team that had this notoriously losing stretch. Tennessee you know, Titans. Tennessee <laughs> Titans. After, you know, years of this. And they, uh, well, one of the players um, ha- had a partner who was, she was cooking this vegan meals. And when he was taking them in yeah. and he had all this stamina, he's out running people down the field and hey, you know, we're, and, you know, his performance was, you know, outshining the others. And so they kind of wanted to get hip to this, right? Like, as you say, get it's like yeah. a sexy thing. You get more powerful, you get yeah. more drive, you get more mental health, um, more positivity. So anyway, this woman is pictured um, and you offer recipes too, but the food that she was cooking, um, it looked absolutely delicious. And clearly I need to just open my mind to the possibilities of how this is going to taste, how it's going to be. It's not cardboard. It's not tasting like cardboard anymore. I think at one point oh, we all... Yeah. Those ex- days are gone. Those days are gone, right? The, there's like a little bit of an image problem with plant-based uh, lifestyle and vegan diets, but that, that's pretty much another myth, right, Britt? What, what are your tips that you... Oh, yeah. And listen, use? I've been... I've been doing this over 30 years. So yeah, vegan options were not that great back in the day. But here's, it, it's a point of clarification on the difference between vegan and plant-based. Is vegan is a, is a philosophy that's about not using animal products. So you can eat Oreos, you can eat a bunch of junk food, as long as it doesn't have animal products, but you can't wear leather. So that's more of a lifestyle choice centered on not making animals suffer. Whereas plant-based, and you can be both, I'm a both. Plant-based Good. is about not eating processed food. And listen, I'm not 100%. No one's perfect. It's okay. I have goals, and then I'll be 100%, and I'll slide a little bit, and then I'll get a little sugar, and I'm like, you know what? I'm a mess. Let me bring it back to 100%. Just like every other normal person on the planet, there's ebbs and flows. But keeping it, you can keep it as strict as you want. Make your own rules based on your goals and where you're trying to go. That, that's important, but just... I think that everyone just needs to stop beating themselves up, have a good time with it. But the food is so delicious now. When I mm-hmm. first get people into kicking vegan, I show them it's junk food, but I show them it's there. Those, you know, veggie burgers and veggie meatballs and all of the fun things, the veggie cheeses, all of these delicious options that they have out there. Because step one is just getting them off the animals. And once they see that they can buy a cheesecake, and they can have pizza, and they can have all their favorite things, then it gets a lot easier. And then you right. start to educate on processed foods. And you start to, now that you're comfortable off of the meat, we're going to substitute, you know, like take away the processed foods and bring in, as you're learning to cook, other things. You know, because ideally we want to just be eating plants right out of the ground. Stuff that grows, goes in our mouth. Um, but it's, it's not always possible. I think transition is so important. Right. Yeah, it is. And you want to and, know that if you feel like having a cheat day and you're like, I don't care, I don't care about anything but eating a burger right now, that they know what kind of burger to buy because they have been shown which more, ones are yeah. good and where they can get it. So they don't have more, to go to Burger King. 
Or they right. do, or they can get a veggie burger. <laughs> we can make space for imperfection. But of course, the Tritons went ahead on, went on to having a winning season for the first time ever. And of course, yeah. the woman, <laughs> the woman was pictured saying, hmm, it's the breakfast burritos that did it. You know, I mean, it's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> But you never know. I mean, certainly it helped them be more efficient, you know, physical machines, if you will. And um, what about supplements? You you talk about supplements a bit on your website. Mm-hmm. What what are you thinking yeah. there? B twelve and what what else do you recommend? Yeah, so honestly, B twelve is the main supplement um, because uh, vegetarian. So meat is fed B twelve or injected with B twelve. So you are getting B12 as a supplement in your meat. The, the, the animals are supplemented so that you get it because B12 doesn't come from meat. It actually is a microbe that grows on soil and gets into streams and waters. But we have sanitized those things so that we don't die of cholera and all these wonderful diseases that have come out there, which is a good thing. But the B12 has been destroyed. So you do want to take a B12 supplement. And it must be sublingual or liquid. It needs to dissolve in your mouth. Otherwise, it'll bypass the liver and it won't actually be processed. So I recommend a sublingual tablet or um, they have sprays and drops as well. So you want to take your B12. um, And that's for everybody. That's not just for vegans. (laughs) Everyone needs B12. And it's it's not really plentiful anymore. So you've got to get it. And the other thing, um, the only other thing that I supplement and I do it with food is omega-3s. I do flaxseed, chia seed, and walnuts every single day, every day. Um, They're in three mason jars on my countertop, and we sprinkle it on everything. Those are like our condiments. And we also use nutritional yeast, which does have, um, it's fortified. So you're getting things either through fortified foods or um, from the foods themselves, and that chia and the flax is the way to go. And you want that flax ground or milled, because if you eat the whole seed, it doesn't digest. You just eat the seed and poop it back out. You need to get inside of it. So go ahead. You can put it in the coffee grounder or just grind it. I'll already this, buy it already ground. This is a lady who knows something about poop because now you have an eight-month-old and you have had two other children who are also vegan. And I think this yep. is just like, it's just such a sort of happy, a happy picture. Baby boomers, you know, are experiencing, well, popping probiotics and then hoping that our gut, you know, is going to have the right climate. And clearly we're not changing the diet that would make that happen is what you're saying. Um, and also I wonder, you know, do you think that millennials who are now getting very hip to plant-based living, you know, uh-huh. is it because of, of, you know, they're starting to have kids and not wanting to pass on a world that's as damaged. Yeah. And, you know, I love the millennials for that. I'm Gen X and I know we've given those millennials a real hard time, <laughs> but I, I love that they really came into this world ready to recycle, ready to be, you know, conservation effort and, and taking the plant-based agenda further and now they are raising kids so i'm i'm really grateful for that and and the um the growth that that generation has brought to the world in this arena because it's never been a better time to be plant-based and i'm a firm believer that the future is plant-based it has to be for our survival for our planet to survive we've got to go plant-based it's just yeah it's a given we only have a, a couple minutes left. Do you want to talk about Veganary and also tell oh, us yeah. um, where to find you on Kickin' Vegan and social media? Sure. Well, you know, it's my mission is to, 
I want people to come in and learn and then take what they've learned and use a ripple effect and just spread it. So I don't just want a student so that I can teach them something and they can feel better, which I do want, but I want them to then be empowered to be a leader and to spread it forward. So my whole mission is to create that ripple effect. And I am so excited about January. It's the best month of the year. It's when you make a commitment, you pledge to go vegan for the entire month of January. So I've been prepping people, you know, on my Facebook group. I'm like, okay, we're going, we're doing January. So step one, we're going to just stop buying any more meat. Let's just not bring any more into the house. If you bought it for the holidays and you're getting through it, eat it up or throw it out, but don't buy any more, you know, prep for that. And Mm -hmm. then now you're listening to this. It's the first day of the year. So if you have any in the house, just, you know, feed it to the dogs or (laughs) throw it out. It's okay. And listen, it's okay to mess up, but there's no time like now to give it a shot and see how you feel. January is such a great time. You'll get so much support online. Follow the hashtags and all your social media January, and you'll get lots and lots of ideas. Go to Google and Google WFPB recipe, whole food plant-based, or plant-based recipes. You'll get about a million hits. Okay, there, there's, You can actually name any food in your head that's your favorite put, food. Put plant-based in front of it and Google it, and you'll get a bunch of recipes. So this is no great excuses. Advice. Yeah. Yeah, just commit. It's mental. You just need to commit. That's it. You know a thing or two about this as as a coach and and as a friend. Thank you so much, Britt Taylor, for joining us on Dropping In in time for New Year's resolutions. Happy New Year, everyone. You can find her on Kickin' Vegan. And we need the support to help make these changes in the new year. Thanks to our engineers, Matt Widener. And producer Robert Cialino, and most of all to our listeners, till next week, stay healthy and think about it. Plant-based is where it's at. Thank you for dropping in. Thank you so much for dropping in. Please join Diane Dewey again next Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll see you then.